Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Elisa Childers podcast, where we equip Christians to identify the core beliefs of historic Christianity, discern its counterfeits, and proclaim the gospel with clarity, kindness, and truth. And we are going to continue to do that even while I'm on sabbatical and not recording full-length episodes until after the new year. But as we were going through some old content, we realized that there were some posts that only went out to a select group of listeners. And many of you, if you've been following the podcast for the past two or three years, have not heard these posts. And these are short answers to tough theological and apologetics questions. So we're going to be bringing a new one to you every day during sabbatical. Here's today's. Have you ever been tempted to change a word of the Bible to make it communicate something you wish it said? Ever been inclined to leave out certain verses that make you uneasy or add ones that make you feel a little more comfortable? That's exactly what Old Testament scholar and NIV translation committee member Andrew Sheed believes has happened with the Passion Translation or TPT of the Psalms. In a recent international evangelical peer-reviewed theological journal, Sheed describes TPT as, quote, abandoning all interest in textual accuracy, playing fast and loose with the original languages, and inserting so much new material into the text that it is at least 50% longer than the original. The result is a strongly sectarian translation that no longer counts as scripture. By masquerading as a Bible, it threatens to bind entire churches in thrall to a false god, end quote. Those are strong words to describe a best-selling Bible translation that has some well-known church leaders raving. However, Sheed and other highly regarded Christian scholars respond differently. Here are three quick points. Number one, it was not translated by credible scholars who have a command of the biblical languages. Bible translations are typically written by teams of scholars who are well-trained in the original languages. There have been single-author exceptions, such as the Wycliffe Bible, the Tyndale Bible, and the popular paraphrase, the Message Bible. 
However, the writers of these works were qualified and respected in the field of biblical translation. In contrast, the sole translator of TPT, Brian Simmons, is not trained in the biblical languages and lacks the credentials necessary to produce an accurate translation of the Bible. Another thing that sets TPT apart from these other single-author translations is that Simmons claims that Jesus visited him personally, took him to the Library of Heaven, and asked him to write the translation. He claims to have received downloads and secrets of the Hebrew language from Jesus himself. Simmons even admitted that he has minimal background in biblical languages and needed the Lord's help to translate. If all of that isn't troubling enough, in the television interview cited above, he claims that Jesus promised to bring him back to heaven and give him a brand new chapter of the Gospel of John that has never yet been discovered. John chapter 22. Although the website for the Passion Translation states that a team of respected scholars and editors evaluated the material, no names are given. Trustworthy versions of the Bible are safeguarded from the insertion of individual biases, interpretations, denominational backgrounds, theology, and personal preferences by utilizing teams of scholars who have one goal in mind—faithfulness to the original words and meanings of the text. Number two, it adds to the text or changes the meaning— in his review of TPT of the Psalms, Sheed noted that the end result is at least 50% longer than the original. Here's an example. Psalm 18.1 NIV I love you, Lord, my strength. ESV I love you, O Lord, my strength. KJV I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Compare these with Simmons' translation. TPT Lord, I passionately love you. I want to embrace you, for now you've become my power. At first glance, this rendering may not seem very objectionable. Loving God with passion is a good thing. However, Sheed explains that for a translation to be faithful, it must not add or subtract from the original words or change their meaning. He goes on to warn that even if a translation is generally faithful, these additions can cumulatively add up to a picture of a different God, much like the New World translation used by Jehovah's Witnesses. Along with adding words, TPT also changes the meaning of the text in several places. Sheed notes that TPT frequently changes the conversation of speech about God or others into speech to God concrete images into more abstract ones, and removes historical references, even deleting about half the references to enemies and nations. New Testament scholar Andrew Wilson noted, The Passion, quote, translation, end quote, inserts all kinds of concepts, words, and ideas of which the original gives no hint whatsoever, despite the occasional footnotes which say, implied by the context. Number three, the manuscript sources are sketchy. Without getting too deep in the weeds about the science of textual criticism, the standard among scholars is to use the earliest and or most reliable manuscripts when translating the Bible. Sometimes the earliest manuscript is not the most reliable, but scholars who specialize in this field endeavor to discover the best manuscript evidence for a given text. Contrary to the consensus of the vast majority of scholars, TPT claims that the New Testament was written in Aramaic rather than Greek. Thus, Simmons translates some of his New Testament from the Aramaic rather than the earlier and more reliable Greek manuscripts.
In his review of the TPT of the Book of Romans, Dr. Lionel Windsor wrote, Aramaic was a language spoken in the Eastern Mediterranean. It was common in Syria, Judea, etc. Jesus probably spoke it, and Paul probably knew it too. But nobody thinks that Paul actually wrote Romans in Aramaic. Why would he? Very few people in Rome would have understood him if he did that. Andrew Sheed sums it up, quote, The Passion Translation shows little understanding either of the process of textual criticism or of the textual sources themselves, end quote. Sheed's closing words are succinct, quote, TPT is not just a new translation. It is a new text, and its authority derives solely from its creator. Like Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon, Brian Simmons has created a new scripture with the potential to rule as canon over a new sect. Judging from the Psalms alone, I would say that it would be a Christian sect, and that unlike the Mormon cult, its scriptures will point its adherents to saving faith in God the Son, the crucified and risen Lord Jesus. But TPT is not a Bible, and any church that treats it as such and receives it as canon will, by that very action, turn itself into an unorthodox sect. If the translation had been packaged as a commentary on scripture, I would not have needed to write this review but to package it as scripture is an offense against God, end quote. The word of God is perfect and doesn't need any embellishments, changes, or added emotional flourish. In the original languages, the scriptures are exactly what God communicated to us, and our translations should endeavor to convey his words as faithfully and honestly as possible. TPT fails to capture the purity, intended meaning, and tone of the biblical texts, and therefore, it should not be called a translation, nor should it be used as such. If you enjoyed listening to this blog post, you can sign up to receive my weekly posts by email by going to alisachilders.com and clicking the subscribe button. 